Well, I made it. Here we are. The best week of your life. Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm just kidding. You know. Oh, my God. Why don't you tell everyone why you're having such a great week? My wonderful, hilarious, adorable, brilliant son broke his leg on Saturday. In two places. At a birthday party. So we spent like 10 hours at first in urgent care and then at children's. He has now a full leg cast on and has a wheelchair. (laughs) Ankle up his thigh. I can see three of his toes. Oh, God. And it's more than halfway up his thigh. It is substantial. It is red. He wanted red. (laughs) He was such a trooper. He was so brave and like obviously in so much pain, but still in reasonably good spirits. And like the doctors were all shocked looking at the x-rays based on how he was acting. They were like, there's no way we would have thought it was this bad. He definitely acknowledged that. I mean, he told me. It still hurts quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. talked to him. He has so such a high funny. pain tolerance that like at first I didn't think it was quite that bad, but he wasn't trying to walk on it. Oh was God, he? no. Okay. He wouldn't try at all. Yeah. Um, and like, he's a big kid. I can't lift him. So yeah. it was a rough, rough day. And then he took his breakfast and lunch in bed yesterday. <laughs> And dinner, I suppose. We did all of them. Yeah. I don't think it's worth breaking your leg in two places, but that part doesn't sound half bad. Right. Yeah, it's a struggle. We didn't get the wheelchair until today. So yesterday I had to drag him from his room to the toilet on a folding chair because I can't carry him. Brutal, man. Yeah. And so now we have to figure out how to navigate school. A new school that is in an old building. With no elevator. Right. There is a wheelchair lift, so it is accessible. But my fucking God. It's just one goddamn thing after another. I yeah. cannot. Yeah. Ugh. And you're not getting a lot of rest. No. Poor kid. I had to get a baby monitor again because <laughs> in the middle of the night, he's yelling for me. I didn't hear him right away. You're you know? not trained like that anymore. No, I've had a few years away from that. So, yeah. fuck. This too shall pass. In Indeed. about seven weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's in it for at least six weeks. Oh, God. Cannot get it wet at all. Anyway, um, I don't recommend you go hang out at Children's, but if you have to go there, it is a wonderful place to be when you need them. It is. And tonight, I know that I get to at least sleep through the night because the kids are now at their dad's house. Well, I think you get a lot of props for even being here. I needed to get out but of there. But there is food and beverages and boxes of hot water. and <laughs> Which is what Megan calls the hot tub, and I still laugh every time. And you. There's you. And there's me. And there's not my space, which I needed to get out of, because, of course, I didn't go to work today. And yeah. I've just been crazy to wait on him hand and foot. Well, if you miss yeah. that, I can definitely get a bell or something and be like, Michelle, bring me Prosecco. Fuck off. <laughs> So that's a no then? (laughs) Anywho, moving along, because I'm done talking about that. Yeah, I don't blame you. Well, I'm so sorry. Thank you. And thank you for bringing medicine and taking my other child and always All the things friends do, man. I know. That's what friends are here for. Love you. Love you too. Let's talk about something ridiculous and laugh. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get a little soapboxy at some point. Don't worry. But (laughs) you wouldn't be you if you didn't get up on your soapbox at least once. I wanted to talk about the hills we die on. Which, if you're not familiar with that expression, is not as dark as it sounds. Certainly not. The things that you believe so firmly, I am so convicted in this belief. Right. I'm digging in. Exactly. I am digging in my heels and I am not moving. I will fucking die on this hill. Exactly. That's the expression. The origin of that basically comes from military language. Although, according to Grammarist, 
The earliest use may be attributed to a Protestant biblical interpretation and subsequent republication of Matthew 7-6. It became more popular at the tail end of World War II, and many references suggest it became a military term to explain the hill soldiers were willing to defend and die upon. The examples of that were the Battle of Hamburger Hill in the Vietnam War and Last Stand Hill, which was General Custer at the Battle of Little Bighorn. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it gets used the opposite way in an argument. Right. Like, is that a hill you're willing to die on? Yeah. The actual definition is an issue to pursue with wholehearted conviction and or single-minded focus with little or no regard to the cost. So I thought this would be fun to talk about. And I googled the hills we die on and got many hits because there had been a Reddit thread about it. Mm, I was going to say, they're all pretty funny, actually. Uh-huh. What is the pettiest, silliest, most meaningless hill you are willing to die on? There were some great ones. So, <laughs> first of all, Miss Megan. Yes, ma'am. Do you have any hills that you would die on? Yeah, I think I have a few that I could rattle off the top of my head. And I'm sure more will come to me as sure. we are discussing. Why don't you start? Tell me a hill you'll die on. And then I'll give you one of mine. Okay. And you can't use commuting to date. <laughs> Everybody well, that listens to this podcast knows, knows that that's, that's not actually true. I know. <laughs> I was going to say that's a hill you'll die on. I'll say it till I die, but I keep doing it. So, <laughs> I mean. I love the self-awareness. Yeah, I'm a self-aware hypocrite. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I just took a drink. <laughs> she choked a little. Yeah, I actually have a couple like sillier, pettier ones. Oh, yeah. Um, mine totally are. For too. sure. But the actual ones are things that will surprise no one, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, because we've done <laughs> entire fucking episodes about them so okay the first one being harmful language whether or not you believe it to be harmful Mm -hmm. or it harms you Mm -hmm. i will fight to the death i mean (laughs) you'll fight to the death on a hill and down there (laughs) yes to try to make the point that it should be taken seriously when somebody tells you that something is harmful. Yes. And you should do what you can to adjust your use of that word or... Your vocabulary, uh, yeah. Yeah, because... So what if it's a little bit of work for you? That's the toll it takes on you is it's a little bit of work. Right. But you could be actively contributing to somebody's lasting trauma by using it. Right. Whatever it is. Right. So we'll die on that hill forever and ever. Okay, well, since you did a more serious one, fine. I'll do a more serious one. Don't worry, I have one more. That's also serious. (laughs) And then other ones that are not. Okay. Okay, I think a hill that I will die on is being an involved parent mm-hmm. because there are definitely times that it costs me. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of times that it costs me. Children are very inconvenient. <laughs> and in spite of that. Yeah. I think it's so incredibly important to nurture their friendships and support their interests and go to their activities. And I think that youth sports are really important for all kids, even those that are not athletic when they're really young, because Mm -hmm. of all the things that it teaches them. So whatever it costs me, I will be an involved parent and support my kids and encourage them to develop friendships and a community and be contributors and be part of a team. Yeah. And that is part of what makes you committed to being overcommitted. That is the reason I'm committed to being overcommitted. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to do another one? Or are we going to talk a little first? Let's just get my other serious one. Let's get it off done. Off the shelf. Let's and that way. I have like okay. not a serious one, but a dumb one that I'll do after yours. Oh, I've got some of those too. But um, I would like to get this one out of the way and then put my soapbox away. Oh, okay. Pack uh, it up. Yeah. Pack it up for the evening. I wrote down societal good over individual good. I will always vote for, stand for, fight for things that benefit the whole over things that benefit one, even if that one is me. I can't believe it. I know. Isn't that a shock to everyone? (laughs) I mean, there have just been so many examples in the last several years. 
I mean, forever, really. Oh, I thought you meant that you've talked about on the podcast. Oh, that too. Yes and yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I just mean, and I'm not going to list them all now, don't worry. But that have highlighted that for me as being one of the biggest differences between political ideologies. And I just so wholeheartedly stand by mine because I feel like some of us think about everyone and some of us think about ourselves or our nuclear families or just that small, small circle of people, you know? That's all. I'm done. <laughs> what do you got? I'll give you a moment to put your box away. Oh, it's done. I kicked it over there. <laughs> it's fine. I guess I could say, since we're going there, I wasn't thinking of this, but I sort of have taken the same approach in terms of digging in on being a devil's advocate, walking a mile in someone else's shoes, like trying to understand the other side, the other perspective. That's probably something people hear from me a lot on this podcast, yeah. or I'm always like, imagine if... Well, you were this person. Yeah, and I'm, I'm grateful for it because I think I need that because I do get kind of not single-minded, but focused on, I think everybody gets focused on their own view, but I, I know I do that. And it is always good to remember the nuance and, you know, that's a hill we'll die on, that everything's a fucking spectrum, right? Nothing's yeah. binary. That is the hill that Prosecco Theory dies on. Correct. <laughs> and we're done. Thanks okay. for joining us this week. Bro. So glad you've been here for the last 120 episodes. <laughs> that's a wrap. Yeah. Oh. Okay, let's get silly. All right. Anything you want to throw out there first? This is more dumb than silly, but it does annoy me. I absolutely hate it when you're in a meeting, particularly a board meeting, and somebody puts something to a vote and they do it wrong. It drives me crazy. This is very simplified, but you're talking about a thing and whoever's chairing the meeting calls for a motion. Somebody makes the motion. You don't even have to repeat it. You can just say so moved. And then someone else seconds it. Then you call for yays, nays. You ask if there's any further discussion. And then you say whether or not the motion carries and it's memorialized in the minutes. It's not that That hard. sounds right. And I don't do that. It's not hard. What do they do instead? Skip steps, you know? I feel like if you're going to chair a meeting, you should take votes properly Mm. on things. It's stupid. It's stupid. (laughs) But it annoys me. Every time I'm in a meeting and they don't do it correctly, I'm like, I'm just not going to say anything. (laughs) God, that bothers me. (laughs) So I would classify that more as a pet peeve then than a hill you'll die on because you're not saying anything about it. That's you know? true. But I didn't bring it up during our pet peeves episode. So you just really want to take this opportunity now. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, I didn't think about that. But, <laughs> but, but don't cut it. Okay. Oh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> don't worry. I do think that there's a fine line there, though. A lot of things for people are pet peeves. And some people feel so strongly about those things that they become hills that they'll die on, you know? Yeah, give me about 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably be on a hill. <laughs> Excellent. So the lists that we found of the petty, silly, meaningless things I would argue that some of these are not meaningless, personally, because I happen to agree with a couple of them. Okay. I sort of categorized them because there were a lot and they clearly fall into some categories. So let's talk about grammar and literacy first. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm right there. Can I tell you one that used to be a hill that I would die on that I finally backed off of after many, many, many years? Yes, please. The Oxford comma. Interesting. I used to be really, really pro-Oxford comma. I am pro-Oxford comma. Well, I still am pro, but basically I've given up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it is funny when you see like people have bumper stickers and shit that say Team Oxford comma. Dating apps. It's like, so. Do you think it's like trendy though? Probably. I think people are like, ooh, I look smart and sophisticated. I'm talking about an Oxford comma, and I just Googled it, but I'm going to put it in my profile. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I tend to think it's necessary. It is one of those petty hills I'll die on. 
So I'm trying to think of an example. Let's see. I went to the store and I bought candy, carrots, and condoms. And if you have commas after... And other things that start with a C. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) If you have a comma after both candy and carrots, then you know for sure those are three separate things. If you have a comma after only candy, then the carrots and the condoms are describing the candy. Mm. So you bought condom candy and carrot candy? I mean, those things exist. (laughs) It's just punctuation matters, people. Yeah, it sure does. Changes the meaning of things. I try not to be like an OCD editor about things at work, but I just cannot stop myself sometimes when people that are very highly educated draft something and send it around for review. And I'm like, I I just can't. Like, I have to turn on the track changes and restructure the whole sentence because I'm like, no, this isn't (laughs) prepositions in the wrong button. So... Well, and I always try to remind myself that very smart people aren't necessarily very smart in every arena. Well, right. We did a whole episode on that, too. Straight smart versus Well, sure. Yeah. But even if it's like a bunch of book smarts, like you're a doctor, that doesn't mean you know how to write a sentence. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can be an incredibly intelligent person who knows nothing about physics or whatever. Oh, I can think of one other grammar one. It's not grammar, I guess, but spelling canceled with one L or two. Do you spell it with one or two? I do it with two. Mm-hmm. They are both technically correct, but mm-hmm. I bet it wasn't always that way. I bet it's like how nuclear is now an acceptable pronunciation of the word nuclear because we had a fucking president who couldn't say it. And so now, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's one of those things. Or maybe it's more of a British versus Americanized thing. But do you do two or one? I usually do two. Yeah. Traveled is the same. Yep. Something that I really don't like, and my kids would probably tell you it's a hill I'll die on, is when people use the wrong word for something. For example, this is one we have frequently in our house. I itched my arm. No, you you scratched an itch on your arm. Uh That kind of shit drives me crazy. Yeah. Some of the other ones on here, apostrophes, every single year at the holidays, you'll see all these posts about addressing Christmas cards to a family. Like, this is going to the Smiths. Mm -hmm. There's no apostrophe when you say the Smiths. It's not possessive. Do they own that family? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) The Smiths what? (laughs) Yeah. Or if you're saying, this is a thing that was popular in the 1990s. There's no apostrophe there. That kind of thing. Uh, Quotation marks using them inappropriately, which I know a couple people that use them for emphasis. And it's, yeah, on Facebook where you can't make text bold or whatever. italicize it. Right. Unless you've got like some third party text editor, but they use it for emphasis. And like, if I'm going to do that, I use an asterisk around the word. Like, obviously that's not what an asterisk means, but it also calls it out. It's kind of commonly known though, if you do it on both sides. Mm -hmm. Or you can, you know, capitalize the whole word or whatever. But when people do quotation marks, no, you're, (laughs) you're saying happy birthday. So you don't wish them a happy birthday or it's not actually their birthday. Why is it in quotation marks? I don't get it. I don't like it when people use IE instead of EG, you know, like mm. you're trying to. I don't think I know the difference. Example. So IE is that is, and EG means for example. I think a lot of people think of IE as like in example or something, mm. and they use that when they should really be using EG. Okay. In their writing. Good to know. When I write my book, I will be sure to put that to use. <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> Here's one I didn't learn until sometime in the last five years. 
When we were learning to type, we always put two spaces after a period. Right. That's how I learned too. Yeah. Not anymore. People are dying on that hill that you only put one space after a period. Apparently it was this holdover from typewriters where sometimes the space bar would kind of misfire. And so your sentence would just run on. Like you'd have a word and a period and then the next word would start immediately if the space bar didn't work or something like that. And so they'd put two just to be sure that there was enough space that you could really tell. I'm not sure that's something I can change at this point. My brain is very trained to put two spaces. Oh, interesting. I have changed it. I don't know how I did it, but wow. Okay, this whole episode can't be about grammar. No, but there's just two pronunciation things. Okay. If you were to see the word N-I-C-H-E, how would you pronounce that? Niche. Okay, correct. A lot of people say niche, which is, again, an acceptable pronunciation because it's Americanized. Mm. And then if you saw G-I-F, what would you say? GIF. GIF, yeah. Why? Um, what do some people say? GIF. Like the peanut butter? Correct. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And there is huge debate, and maybe it's been settled at this point, and I just don't know over which one is correct. How would you pronounce C-H-I-C? Chic. Right. But some people say chick. Probably the same people that are saying niche. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Murica. Anywho, let's move on. Let's talk about food. Let's do it. Do you have any food hills that you'll mm-hmm. lay on? Or did you find any that you thought were hilarious? I think it's funny when people get super amped about the difference between mayo and Miracle Whip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is a difference. Yeah. And to me, they are so similar Agreed. in texture and everything <laughs> yeah. that I'll just grab one or the other. Right. Frankly, you don't when care. I'm at the store, yeah. if I need it for something. Yeah. But a lot of people feel that they're very different. Yeah. How are they different? One is straight mayonnaise. And the other has like flavorings and stuff in it. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miracle Whip has, it's like tangier. It's got other ingredients. Okay. And theoretically mayonnaise is just like oil and egg. Interesting. So. I do have a food hill I'll die on. What is it? I don't like cooked fruit. That's true. You don't. The only cooked fruit that I will eat is occasionally I'll have pineapple on pizza, which is a whole nother Well, that is the, that's the one I was going to say that I see but, most often, like, because that's another thing you see on dating apps all the time. Yeah. People will be like, my most controversial opinion, or let's debate this or whatever. And it's always like pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Like, you're not that creative. Cooked um, fruit. Sorry. Because it's a hill <laughs> I will die on. I, ha- I have to finish it. I don't like what it does to the texture of fruit. I don't like cobbler or pies or hot fruit that gets put on like <laughs> ice cream and shit. You like, guys, the disgust on her face right now is amazing. I just don't like it. And I, I have <laughs> tried it. This is not like a thing that I developed as a kid. I've tried it multiple times as an adult and I just don't like it. I don't like what it does to the texture. That is a hell I'll die on. So yeah. like, don't ever serve me dessert with yeah, cooked here? fruit in it and be like, no, this will change your mind because it won't. <laughs> Fair enough. I, on the other hand, fucking love an apple pie. Love a cobbler. You can have my piece. That's great. I will take it. Yeah. There were a couple others on that list. Um, creamy versus crunchy peanut butter, mm. which I couldn't care less about. I typically buy creamy just because I buy creamy because I, I feel like that's what the kids will like, but I prefer yeah. crunchy. But I try to be pretty sensitive to all the allergens. Like oh, yeah. If I buy something that has peanuts or nuts in it, I always think, are the kids going to try to take this to school? Are they going to try to take it somewhere where there's going to be other people that we don't know? Because 
anaphylactic allergies are no fucking joke and they're scary. So yeah, even when I buy Halloween candy, yeah, I don't buy Halloween candy that has peanuts in it anymore. I'm probably not as good about checking to see like if it's manufactured in the same facility, which to a kid or an adult that has that allergy, they can't touch that stuff either. But I don't even want to risk that something might end up in a kid's mouth that has peanut or a peanut oil or whatever in it. So I'm like, Skittles, great. Starburst, great. (laughs) Everyone can eat those. (laughs) The last one on the food list is no beans and chili. Which, if you come oh, from yeah. the, the South, East Coast, oh, it's the South. You know, good old Texas chili. It's fucking meat sauce. I've been to some places on the East Coast that are like that too. Yeah, and yeah. that's good. But also with beans, it's good. The meat sauce chili, the original like real chili. chili. Yeah, that is the kind of chili that's really good on hot dog to oh, make like a yeah. chili dog. All the meats. I want meat. <laughs> Justine is barfing somewhere right meat. now. Sorry, Justine. <laughs> The best thing on the food list that I saw from anybody was dying on the hill of not judging anyone's fucking food preferences. <laughs> Let people eat what they like, what they want. Why do we need to judge everybody else for it? Why mm-hmm. does it matter if you like crunchy peanut butter and I like creamy peanut butter? Why does it matter if I like apple pie and you don't? It doesn't. Just let people eat what they want. Yeah, I don't care if you like apple pie. Just don't try to make me eat a piece. No, I'm, I'm not saying you. Oh, sorry. Clearly I'm a little defensive about the cooked fruit. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Household things. <laughs> Let's get my kids down here. <laughs> yeah, right. I would love to start this one. Please dive on in. I think it varies depending on the particular type of dishwasher you have, but there is a right way to load it. Mm, okay. Yeah, I'm just more like I will jinga the shit out of that thing oh, to get too. as many dishes possible in there. Me too. Sometimes when you overdo it, they don't get clean, obviously. But Aaron and I talk about this a lot. We both. <laughs> Not a lot. That sounds stupid. <laughs> You know you're an adult when. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) But I have definitely sent her drunken texts after like a dinner party or something and I'm loading the dishwasher and I'm like, you'd be so proud. So stupid, but... I usually help you after a dinner party, though. That's true. You very much do. I just don't want people to think we're just leaving you to load the dishwasher. Oh, you are the last person that leads me to load the dishwasher. (laughs) And then you yell at me when I'm trying to do stuff at your house. And I'm like, sit your ass down. Let somebody help you for once. (laughs) I know it's very hard when you've done everything for yourself and everybody else for so many years to just relax and let us help you. But it's important. back to the dishwasher. I will die on this hill, fucker. (laughs) Back to the dishwasher. Okay. I'm just saying there's a right way to load it. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Yeah. But if one of my kids is loading it and they load it wrong, I'm kind of like, eh, at least they're loading the dishwasher. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. Right. I won't die on the hill because if someone else is doing it, even if they're doing it wrong, they're doing it. And Mm -hmm. that means I don't have to. I also lived for years through the, oh, I don't want to do it because you don't like the way I do it. So, you know, a little call back to that weaponized incompetence. Yeah. Anywho, I have one that I would probably classify as more of a pet peeve. Mm. It drives me insane. Like I will lay in bed and think about it when my refrigerator is cluttered. Like it needs to be cleaned out, you know, like Mm. old leftovers and Tupperware. And it's just got a bunch of stuff in it that no one's going to eat. It's very satisfying for me to go through and clean it all out. Go to the store and like stock it with like fresh food that That can die again. (laughs) That people are actually going to eat until they don't. Until they don't. Cycle repeats. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do you care about if you've got toilet paper or paper towels if they go over or under? No. 
I mean, I will usually put the toilet paper so it goes over. But if someone puts it the other way, I don't give a fuck. If someone changed the toilet paper in my house and put it under, I would change it as soon as I saw it. (laughs) I can't deal. Oh, that's hilarious. That is, I think that's a very common hill to die on, Mm -hmm. honestly. And if you look at the patent for toilet paper, it clearly shows it going over. So who's looking at the patent for toilet paper? Have you done that? (laughs) Yeah, because it's gone around online. I haven't like looked it up. Oh, well, it's on the internet. It must be true. (laughs) No, it's the real patent. (laughs) It is. <laughs> no, it's real. I read it online. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm Found sure it on it's real. Wikipedia. <laughs> oh no. What's happening? That is so dumb. I'm so tired. <laughs> I've barely slept in like three days. <sighs> God. Anyway. You know what was a stupid hill that I died on speaking of no sleep? Uh oh. So as I've mentioned multiple times, my younger daughter did not sleep through the night till she was five and a half. Mm-hmm. For the first several years of that, probably until she was five, I absolutely would not let her get in bed with me. I did not want her to learn to Mm -hmm. sleep in my bed. And so I would get up and go back to her bed and lay down in her bed with her or sit on the floor by her bed and make her lay down until she went back to sleep, which in hindsight, looking back on it now, I feel like was stupid. Because finally, at the end, I just like gave up with moved into a new house. And I was exhausted. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. But I remember her pediatrician saying, you know, no matter what you do, she's not going to be 16 sleeping in your bed. Right? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. eventually, this yeah. will stop. I was just so sure that that was the right thing to do and what I needed to do. And now I look back on it. And I'm like, God, that was dumb. She just let her crawl in bed with me. I would have gotten a lot more sleep. You would have. Yeah, I would have told you absolutely. That's the right thing to do. For me, me, it would have continued to be the right thing to do because I can't sleep through a child next to me kicking and squirming and all the things, but you can. So, well, I, <laughs> I don't know that I can, but I also don't think that I need as much sleep as you do to function. Mm. I mean, I've gone years and years without a lot of sleep. I'm tired, but I can still function. I'm just saying like everybody has their own opinions about parenting and everything. But if I had it to do over again, that is not a hill I would die. Oh, yeah. I would definitely just be like, you're up in the middle of the night because you can't sleep or you had a nightmare. Just fucking get in my bed. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Instead yeah. of sitting there for two hours on the floor by her bed. Oh, or God. Whatever. That would have driven me to it as well, I'm sure. You know, you've heard of parents and I was one of these parents. You put your baby in the crib and a lot of times as soon as you put them down they start crying but if you do manage to get them in there and still sleeping then you like crawl on Uh your hands and knees out of the room Uh because any creak in the floor or anything will cause them to stir and start crying again yeah it's awful okay I have found myself recently noticing this in other places and I think that I feel more strongly about it than a lot of people closing the toilet lid oh really yeah interesting Number one, when my cats were kittens, they were dumb. <laughs> and I was concerned that they would jump up there and fall in because it almost happened a couple of times that I saw. Yeah. Not drown, just be real fucking gross. Also, if you poop <laughs> and then you flush and it swirls around and you're getting like poop molecules in the air with the lids not on. Do you think that's any worse than the bacteria that's probably present all around you in public every day? Absolutely not. But it's one little thing I can help prevent. You mean that you can control? (laughs) What are you saying? (laughs) Hey, I have the same problem. I have a tattoo on my wrist to help me deal with this. (laughs) It says, put the lid down. (laughs) It does not, people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very proud of both my children because they, 
actually more my younger. And he lifts the lid all the way up to Mm -hmm. pee. He always puts the seat down and the lid down, always. That's kind of like, I recall your ex-husband being very intent on your older child holding the fork and knife properly. And now when you eat with them, they look like a freaking adult, you know, the way that they hold their utensils. Yeah. You know, I'm like hacking away at my steak like a cavewoman. (laughs) They're like sitting across from me like they're in finishing school. Yeah, they've got it down. That was definitely a hill he died on. He has a lot more than I do of those. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to entertainment. Okay. Entertainment. Likes to be entertained. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Okay, you know how you talked about the people who were like, I don't give a fuck what other people eat? <laughs> yeah. Like, I really don't care if people think Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not, but I know a lot of people have big feelings about they this. They do. Yeah. I don't give a shit one way or another, but I know several people who would fight to the death about it. Do you have an opinion about whether it's a Christmas no, movie? No, I don't. I don't. And I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> they go to a Christmas party. I know that. Okay. Um, Titanic. Was there room for Jack on that door? Oh, fucking no. <laughs> I mean, there might have been room for him, but then maybe it would have sank. I don't know until you try. (laughs) People are very passionate about this. Wow. Everyone says, there was room. Rose, you selfish bitch. There was room for Jack. Maybe she invited him up there and he wouldn't. Did you see the movie? That is not how it went. Yeah, I don't know. Well, (laughs) there were times they cut away. Like, she could have asked him He's like, nah, but I'm going to play it up for the other people. You know what's funny about Titanic? (laughs) What? (laughs) And this is what I will always think of when I think about Titanic. Paint me like one of your French girls. (laughs) No? Every year when we go to Mexico for that rowdy week, there's inevitably a day that we're just like laying in our hotel room for a couple hours dead, laying Mm -hmm. in our beds to prep for that evening. And we turn on the TV and fucking Titanic is always on. (laughs) <laughs> and we always watch the whole goddamn thing from wherever it is in the movie yeah. to the end. And so now every well, time <laughs> I think about watching the Titanic, it's always in some hotel room hung over in Mexico. <laughs> That's silly. It is. I remember um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days coming on in Aruba on our honeymoon a million years ago. That's such a good and movie. watching that. Love like, that movie. There's a beautiful, gorgeous, huge beach right outside this window. And I'm going to sit here and watch and this right I'm now. I'm going to enjoy that in two hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. This is one I've seen a lot recently. And I want to agree with it wholeheartedly. And yet I still have some like programming from the last 40 years of my life. Mm-hmm. If you listen to a book, you have read the book. Wait, you think you have? People are saying like an audio book is the same as reading a book. You've consumed the book. Right. You have not read it. You've heard the book. Right. So I struggle with it. And while I appreciate the sentiment because it... I don't. That's dumb. Well, because I think that it's... There are a lot of people who really... I mean, there are so many people who leave high school and never fucking pick up another book by choice again. Really, that happens so much. Well, I'm not so shaming much. them. I'm just well, saying, like, use but I, the right verb. <laughs> I'm thinking that they feel shamed by people. I think that any way to get people more interested in consuming literature is great. Uh-huh. And yet I agree with you that the term is... I mean, it, it's inherently untrue. <laughs> But I want it to, yeah, I want to believe it. I want if, that to be If you feel tell true. your friends, this book is great. I listened to it or I streamed it or whatever. I was going to say book on tape, but that doesn't <laughs> happen anymore. We're old. And they shame you for that? Like, I think you need new friends. Well, <laughs> I don't think anyone's necessarily shaming people, but I do think that 
They're shaming themselves. They're feeling shame. Maybe. Or any talk of like, that's not reading. Even if you say something like that, like it's not reading the book. You're listening to the book. Like saying that there's a difference, which physically there is. Mm -hmm. Yes. So this is why I say I want to buy in. I want to believe that that's true just because it means people are consuming more literature and that's great. I think Um, I would just argue with the shamer. And be like, yeah, I listened to it. But like, why the fuck do you care if I read it or I'm listened not, to but it? But I'm saying there might not be an act of shamer. I'm saying it's the whole right, I the hear culture you. of it. I'm just saying like, I, I'm not going to say something that's not actually true. I mean, I've definitely said, oh, yeah, to, I read that. But it's something I listened to. Is it because you felt insecure? No, it's, it? I, I've often like caught myself and be like, oh, I mean, I listened to it. And people will be like, whatever, it's the same. Okay. Because I've ingested the book somehow. I don't know. Ooh, start using ingested, please. Be like, oh, I ingested that. I ingested that book. It was delicious. (laughs) A little dry. I haven't digested it yet. (laughs) Can you take me to a hospital? Yeah. Something's wrong now. I feel very crinkly inside. Oh, my God. I don't know. Okay, what else? Um, Monopoly rules. Oh, I love that one. What do you have to say about Monopoly rules? Well, I didn't realize that there was such an agenda to Monopoly. Yeah, apparently. I'm actually just going to read this directly from a Reddit thread, and it's so fucking funny. I literally (laughs) laughed out loud. It says, Monopoly is an inherently unbalanced and badly designed game on purpose. Whoever starts winning will simply keep winning, and the rest of the players get a slow slog to bankruptcy. (laughs) And the winner is usually the most ruthless person at the table. This is why it breaks friendships. It was meant to show the unfairness of unregulated capitalism, and somehow it became an American classic. (laughs) But compared to modern games, it's terrible. And this person put, wow, I didn't know the Monopoly origins were anti-capitalistic, but it makes so much sense, and I'm totally into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Also, there's a bunch of rules around the game that people don't do. It's not common. Yeah, like anytime anybody lands on a property, if you don't buy it, it goes to auction. House rules. Like, I'm pretty sure that the money in the middle for when you land on free parking isn't a thing. Or if it is, you're not supposed to, like, contribute to that pot the same way we always did. I'm trying to remember if I've ever actually finished a game of Monopoly because the way that most people play it, it takes for fucking ever. It's supposed to be a lot faster because of the actual rules. Me and my kids always modified life, the game of life. I would be like, you pick a spouse. It can be the same sex or whatever. (laughs) Whatever. You don't have to put a little blue peg in your car. You can put a pink peg in there if you want. And also, is there something you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) This is a nice vehicle for conversation. And we got this updated game that, um, excuse the siren. Living in the city. Yeah. That you can pick a pet too. And the first time we played it, I was so annoyed because it took my kids so long to decide if they wanted a dog or cat. I want a tortoise. I want a tortoise. (laughs) I threw all the tortoises away. No, just kidding. (laughs) There were no tortoises. (laughs) By the way, shout out to Tortoise Moon Rescue in Everett, Washington, who now has Tux the Tortoise and Shelly, Justine's daughter's old tortoise. Yes. They have a Venmo account if you want to donate to them. I just followed them on Instagram. It's so cute. (laughs) I know. Tux has a way better life. He gets to do all kinds of things with them that he wasn't doing here. He was doing nothing here. It was the right choice. His two-bedroom cage. Did you see on Instagram, though, that they completely, like, cleaned that out and refinished it and they're using it? Oh, no. Plus all the accoutrement that came with it. His (laughs) pool and his little thing he climbed on to bask under the land. Amazing. He came with a lot of swag. Now he's got roommates. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one little other list here. It's okay. just called Other. Oh, boy. A grab bag a of grab pills bag, to die on. If you will. And one of them is very important to me. Oh. 
shopping cart return. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It's true. With few exceptions, and they do exist. Oh, can't I wait be- to hear those. I believe <laughs> that whether or not you return your shopping cart mm-hmm. to an appropriate location mm-hmm. tells me if you're a good person or not. Mm-hmm. The exceptions would be like, do you have a medical need or a kid with a medical need or something that like you can't. Like an infant that you just put in a car seat. You, that you can't don't leave walk the away car. car. Like yeah. there are exceptions that I do understand. What if your knees hurt? <laughs> Park by the shopping cart return. Okay. What if it's Target on a Saturday and oh. you're lucky to find a parking spot at all? Well, you know what? Good news. Target has no shopping carts, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. This is a hill I'll die on. What in the fuck is going on at Northgate Target? Our fucking Target has no fucking carts. Or baskets. It's a humongous two-level Target. And I think they have about 13 carts. If that. And about seven baskets. And they're always all in use. Now they have signs up that say, due to unforeseen (laughs) circumstances, we are extremely low on carts. So me and my kids will go there on a Saturday to get some shit, you know, mm-hmm. like laundry detergent, trash bags, like all stuff. You don't go in for one and thing. All three of us are balancing like 50 items in our arms and I just want to throw it all on the floor and be like, fuck it. I'm not <laughs> shopping. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Target, if you want us to buy your shit, we need a rolling buggy <laughs> to put it in. I need a vessel, please. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't understand. That is a hill I will die on. Get it together, Target. My kids were like, but where are they? And I'm like, I really don't know. (laughs) There is some kind of cart virus. (laughs) They're all dying. Maybe the shopping cart factory is burned to the ground or something and they just can't get... It's really incredible how low they are on carts. And it's been like two months. I I don't understand. (laughs) And if you try to take them out of the parking garage, the wheels lock. So it's not like somebody is stealing all the carts. Somebody's made a fort somewhere. They can't roll them out of there. (laughs) Right. I don't, maybe they brought their own wheels. I don't fucking know. Where could they have gone? Well, that is the unforeseen circumstance. No one knows. If Target wants me to keep shopping there, they better get it together. That's not true. I'll still shop there. I know, I'm still going to shop. Maybe I'll just go down to Petco and get a cart from there and take it up to Target. (laughs) It's so annoying. And then you know what happened to me the other day? Mm. For those of you who don't know, they have an escalator for shopping carts. Yes. So you like push your cart into the escalator and then you get on the escalator next to it and your cart rides up the same time you do and then you get it at the top. I had a weird cart that wouldn't fit in the cart escalator. My kids were mortified. Oh my god. They went up the escalator and took off. They were like, we are not staying for this. (laughs) So I didn't give a fuck. I flagged down the security guy and I'm like, can you help me with this? And so then he's like ramming it, ramming it, ramming it. (laughs) trying to get it in there he's like something's weird with this card i'm like i know i'm glad it's not just me and basically he like lifted it over because then i couldn't pull it back out either because those little doors close (laughs) they won't open up again then he's like i'm gonna ride the escalator up with you because i don't know what's gonna happen on the other end (laughs) i don't like me either things are gonna get hairy (laughs) thanks to your help we'll be taking the elevator down yeah (laughs) it's just ridiculous it is and well i was maddening it's so fucking maddening i was there with my son i don't know a few weeks ago we're just standing by the self-checkout because people are coming through with carts and like yeah. I'm just waiting. People are lining up there now. Yes. I'm standing there for a good six minutes with my kid who wants to run around and find things and doesn't want to stand there. Right. And as do you, to be fair. Absolutely. <laughs> and this woman and her younger son than mine, he's probably like two, 
just like step in front of me and start waiting for carts. And I'm like, I, um, what is what? And there's a security guard standing right there. And I'm kind of looking at him like, are you saying that shit? Right now? Line cutters is definitely a hill. Ugh. A lot of people die on. I didn't say anything. I was like, whatever. Fuck. And like then, her kid's younger than mine. I know. I just, and she was so just like, do, do, do. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Do you not see other people standing here doing the same thing you're doing? No. Okay, enough of that. But also, if you are someone who does not return your shopping cart, (laughs) fix that right now. I will literally rearrange the shopping carts in the fucking shopping cart return because people just like, to their credit, push them to that spot. You know, people are paid to do that. But I can't get my cart into the shopping cart return because three people came before me and they're at fucking weird angles and they're not pushed together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? That was probably one of those three. You dicks. Well, stop being a dick, Megan. Well, I <laughs> at least take it back there because, like I said, it's I better feel than nothing. the shame of you on my shoulder As every time. As you should. God. Because I'm right. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> See? My soapbox is back. Here we go. I thought we packed that up. Nope. <laughs> it was just right over here. I scooted it over with my foot. Jesus Christ. Emergency soapbox. <laughs> it just unfolds. It unfolds my pocket. out of your pocket. That's right. Speaking of pockets, pockets for women. On dresses? On anything. I will oh, die okay. on this fucking hill. Okay. Pockets in women's clothing are essentially just for looks. <laughs> just for the seam. They want to create a line. I don't think they're just for looks. Well, not always. Oh, okay. But even my kids have noticed this. My eldest is like, nothing fits in these fucking pockets. Oh, I see. Nothing fits in them. Yeah. I can put to my first set of knuckles into this pocket. Mm-hmm. So what am I? I'm just going to keep one quarter in case I need to call home. Like, what is this? This is stupid. I see what you're saying. Like, yes, pockets for looks are annoying. But pockets unexpectedly, like pockets on a dress, are a dream. Right. And more and more people are doing that now because they realize that women also carry things and have hands. Women love pockets. Yeah. Even if you just want to put your hands in those pockets. All we want in life is somebody (laughs) not telling me what to do with my body. (laughs) Maybe a massage now and then. And fucking pockets. That's it. That's all. Yeah. So that for sure. And left lane driving was the last one I wrote down. Like people who drive slow in the left lane? Correct. For me, that's more of a pet peeve. Right. These are not all my list of things. These are still from the Reddit thread. I just happened to feel strongly about the shopping carts in the pockets. (laughs) I had a roommate in college that would only drink milk out of glass or cardboard. She wouldn't drink it out of plastic. What? Like if you went to buy milk at the store, she wouldn't buy like a plastic gallon of milk. She would get like two cardboard half gallons because she insisted that it tasted different when it was in the plastic. And Hmm. I wasn't dying on that hill, but she was. And I was like, I guess I'll chip in the extra 50 cents that it's going to cost to get two cardboard half gallons. They do stay fresh longer. Do they? They do. Mm -hmm. They do. Okay. Yeah. She really felt they tasted different, though. I had a friend in high school who swore up and down that purple sweethearts, Valentine's candy, tasted like purple. What the fuck does purple taste like? Exactly. That, apparently. Cocaine? (laughs) Sweet cocaine. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, we've talked for an hour about the most ridiculous shit ever. Do you have any final thoughts? I don't know. Let me gather them. Hang on. Speaking of our Prosecco Theory Hill that we're going to die on. Yes, everything is a spectrum. If you, dear listener, were to go online to tpublic.com and search Prosecco Theory and find our store, you would find a brand new design. Everything's a spectrum. (laughs) I wish y'all could see what she's doing with her hands right now. I'm gesticulating. (laughs) 
I'm showing the way to Tee Public. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I like them a lot. I think they look cool. Go check it out. out. Yeah, go check it out. You can also check us out on Instagram at Prosecco Theory and online at ProseccoTheory.com. And you can email us your hills for dying. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> wrong. It does. At Cheers at ProseccoTheory.com. That's all I got. That's all you need. Okay. I think you probably need just a little downtime. You know what I need? Relaxation. I need a new leg for your son. (laughs) Oh, I know. My (laughs) poor buddy. He's so brave and strong and fucking kids. You know, if you have a story about your kids going through something like this, maybe you should also send that to Michelle. It might make her feel better because misery loves company. And that is true. Or then I'm just going to feel so bad for your kid, too. (laughs) No, because they're probably already through it. So like, they'll be like, you can make it listen to this shit that happened. Yeah, that's true. You know what I do need right now is to go sit on your new ugly couch (laughs) and get comfortable. That's a hill I'll die on. Yeah. And watch. We still haven't decided if it's going to be Handmaid's Tale or Dahmer. But one of those two things is about to get into my face. I will clarify with the ugly couch. (laughs) I have a nice new remodeled room. It's done. It's done. That's right. And I'm not painting shit. When it came time to make a decision about a couch to put in there, I really debated because the couch that I wanted, because it's so fucking comfortable and all the seats recline, is very ugly in my opinion. Like nice, but ugly. I think it's fine. The couches that looked nice were not as comfortable. So I went with the comfortable ugly couch. But Michelle keeps telling me it's not as ugly as I think. I like it and it's very comfortable and it has cup holders and USB plugs and all the seats reclined. So I feel like it's only missing, you know, a pool boy and a massager <laughs> and a fridge. Well, when I recover financially from the uh, <laughs> renovation, I'll work on those things. Great. Okay. <laughs> For now, we'll, we're just going to go enjoy it as it is. I'm there. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.